Welcome to the Into the Rabbit Burrow podcast. Join hosts Hannah Morth and Elizabeth Modine as they dive deep into topics surrounding spiritual metaphysics, universal laws, and everyday mindful entrepreneurial pursuits. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy as we go Into the Rabbit Burrow. This episode is a replay from our Coffee Chats live series that we do every week on our Facebook page. Each week, we bring on another guest to talk to us about various topics ranging from UFOs to spiritual beliefs to embodying the divine feminine to channeling starseed groups to so much more. Our hope is that this series brings you spiritual knowledge and acts as a resource to help you grow on a soul level. With that, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Coffee Chats episode. My name is Elizabeth Modine. And I'm Hannah Morth. And today we are joined by the beautiful Oriana Brooks, and we are going to be talking all about embodying divine feminine energy through the sacred embodiment of belly dancing. And so, ladies, hello, Oriana. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, it's so good to see you again. Thanks for having me on. We love working with you. Before we hopped on here, gang, we were talking a little bit to Oriana and she always has so much to share with our audience. So let's get right into it. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, Oriana, and where you're at right now on your journey? Well, um, I've been a professional belly dancer for almost 15 years now, which still shocks me that it's been that long, but it's also been that short because it's been quite a journey with a lot of twists and turns and and different things that I've experienced. So it's definitely been interesting. Um, I teach professionally, I perform professionally, I've competed, and I do work with a lot of artists and musicians overseas. So I've definitely um, experienced a lot and seen a lot, but it's been a wonderful process because I do feel like it has given me a lot of information to share as well as a lot of perspective on both the Eastern and Western um, sides of the topic. So when it comes to my own journey, I would definitely say um, you brought up the topic uh, for today of sharing how you connect to your feminine energy through ballet dance and that has definitely been an eye-opening experience as well as an experience in ways that you would not think initially. So I'm I'm happy to talk about this because it comes up a lot when I'm teaching. Good. Yeah, it's important right now because like the divine feminine energy is something that is really starting to become prominent in our society. And it's just something that uh, many of us have been waiting for for a very long time. So I'm really excited to hear your perspective on it. Yeah, absolutely. I would have to agree with that. And I think it's definitely a step in the right direction that we are um, as a society and as a global society addressing these issues um, in terms of what constitutes divine masculine and divine feminine energy and what place that has in a cultural perspective as well as in a political perspective. Of course, Mm -hmm. um, politics are a hot topic right now world over. So first and foremost, what I usually tell students you know, they'll come to me and they'll say, oh, I want to feel more feminine. I want to feel more sexy. I want to feel more comfortable in my body. And first and foremost, we have to establish that femininity and or divine femininity does not have anything to do with your physical sex or gender that you were assigned with at birth. Um, 
Ballet dance is and will always be performed by men as well. Uh, trans persons, young, old, it is a folkloric dance that belongs to a specific culture in the Middle East. So it doesn't have anything to do with having been born a woman, whether or not you can have children, you've had children, um, you still have a menstrual cycle. It doesn't have anything to do with those physical constraints. And I always feel like I have to say that because when people see male belly dancers, they get really confused. Mm -hmm. But we have to understand that we've been told what femininity is at a yeah, physical yeah. level. So femininity is more than that. It is an energy, it is a feeling, and it does come from a more spiritual and a more divine purpose, just like divine masculinity is. Women can experience divine masculinity, men can experience divine femininity. So that's really important right off the bat. Like, let's just get, get that out there. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, and I do love that you bring this up and that we're talking about this because I feel like it is so important to have it be part of the discussion because as Hannah said, this is such a huge topic that we're all talking about right now, especially in the lightworker community is this like resurgence of the divine feminine and welcoming her in and what that actually means because we have been told for so long that it means a certain thing and that it means a certain, that to be feminine and to be beautiful and to like embrace what it means to be a woman, it has to look a certain way absolutely as bullshit like it's absolutely. total bullshit it's like this perpetuated yes. lie that has kept us feeling a certain way and has kept us like in this box of just it's not okay it's not okay Correct. and we're breaking out of that and it feels so good to have these discussions because I'm seeing more and more that people are able to actually be who they want to be. And that is the divine feminine is this beautiful creativity and this beautiful creation within your own power and within your own unique blueprint. And so I love this. I love this because it looks different for every single one of us. And there is not, there's not a look to the divine feminine. It's really an embodiment. And I feel like we're learning more and more about it the further that we go along. Yeah, absolutely. And that also, of course, gets into the broader topic of race issues. And, you know, just the fact that even I feel like in the spiritual communities or whatever um, you ascribe to as, as what you believe, um, we are often shown the same female images, even in goddess imagery, which is yeah. a evil story narrative that we do need to break out of. Um, so getting into that goddess imagery, um, I'm definitely addressing belly dance as the folkloric dance, the actual dance of it. When you get into the entertainment only aspect, you do start to run into those issues of having to have a certain look and all of this, but that we are as a community in the belly dance world, we are definitely addressing that as well because that's already problematic for the same reasons. Um, so usually when people think of belly dance, they think of ancient Egypt. Um, you're getting into your pharaonic times or 
before where there was more goddess worship, there was more pantheistic belief. Um, you know, you get into images of Isis, Cleopatra. Yeah. Um, Cleopatra was often depicted as the goddess Isis. So you have more of a direct uh, divinity connection between uh, peoples of the ancient worlds of, you know, goddesses like Asherah, Tiamat, the Canaanites, the Sumerians, the Babylonians. Um, that is extremely different than what is in modern Egypt and the Middle East right now, of course, because right now it is uh, predominantly Muslim after the spread of the Ottoman Empire. So the modern Arabic version of femininity is going to inherently be different than what we think of now in the Western world in America. And it's very different from what was thought of in pharaonic times. So you do have a bit of a mixing here. When you think of belly dance, when you think of the history of belly dance in America, it is going to be different than how it has been and is being practiced in Egypt, okay? So point that I'm getting at is that what we have ascribed to belly dance um, in the West is different. Um, for instance, we tend to think of femininity in America as either the femme fatale, like, the the Avengers, the the leather cat suits, um, you know, this kind of like man eater sort of idea, or the exact opposite, where it's more of the Victorian puritanical good girl, um, uh, housekeeper Betty Crocker kind of idea. Yeah. But because belly dance was so exoticized and you get Orientalism at the turn of the century leading into the 1930s with the advent of silent movies, mm. it went more of the femme fatale route. So in America, we tend to associate belly dance with exoticism. Um, we were the ones that put the swords on our heads and started dancing with snakes. That's from the circus trade. Oh gosh. Oh wow. They're not gonna do that in the Middle East. They don't like snakes. <laughs> That's they true. Cobras. Yeah, so they'll bite your ass. Yeah. Yeah, they have sidewinders. <laughs> they don't do all that. Plus, um, um, Muslim Islam is an Abrahamic tradition. So they associate snakes with evil, with the tree of knowledge. Uh -huh. They're not gonna dance with a snake. No, man, that's and so interesting. And warfare. That's a man's instrument. So that's something that started in the 1970s at Renaissance festivals here in America, was putting a sword on your head. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there's only one slightly traditional women's dance from the Bedouin tribes in the Middle East. So it's not widely practiced and you won't see it in the Cairo nightclubs for sure. Yeah, it's like so, European bullshit. <laughs> very much. Very, well, it was to lend to that idea of like, I'm a sexy woman with a dangerous object like a venomous snake, possibly maybe. It's actually a ball python from the pet store. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing. So femininity and divine femininity with us in America has been innately linked to some sort of aspect of danger. <laughs> which is also not true. And it can be intimidating both for male audiences, but I find it most often intimidating for female students yeah. because then they feel like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not that kind of person. I don't look like that. And that is also something that needs to be cast away. It has nothing to do with it. <laughs> That's so interesting that it was like brought forward in that way because that makes it so that women don't embody the divine feminine. 
yes. Intimidating. Yeah. Yes. It makes it intimidating. It makes it um, inaccessible. Yeah. And it makes it um, in a way very much a no, no. Yeah. 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 Like oh, especially the image of the snake and Eve, like it's embedded in our head that it's associated with the cast out of paradise. So that's automatically like good girls don't do this. Wow. Yeah, that is right yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> My God, it sucks, you know, but it's also like a good thing because we're unraveling. I am like learning more and more this year how like ingrained I am with like perpetuated lies. And I know that sounds so dramatic, but seriously, like there's so many things that I'm like, Oh, is that a little baby puppy? That's a little baby cocker spaniel. Oh, Stacy! Oh. <laughs> oh no! Oh, <laughs> sweetie pie. She's starting to howl. <laughs> oh, speaking of divine femininity, yeah, she's finding her inner wolf. Oh my god, is she really like a puppy puppy? She's about a year old. Oh my oh. god, precious yeah. baby. Yeah. Oh, we love yeah we love them our yeah. animals interrupt us quite a bit so all the time oh. happily like happily our audience really likes them too they oh. comment about it all the time well maybe when she calms down i'll bring her on camera at the end and you can see yes please yes, great. <laughs> i don't even know where the heck i was blown oh, off um, by puppy vibes yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talking about uh, the lies yeah, the lie, like how oh, we are. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's really been revealing is I guess the right word, how incredibly, um, we're all pretty much brainwashed. If you like subscribe to any kind of like media, like it's straight up is brainwashing you, like even commercials, which we all know, but I feel like in a weird way, we kind of accept it. And yeah. um we don't really have a choice, do we? I mean, it is part of our cultural norms. It's, um, you know, you end up being raised in a lot of ways unconsciously with it. Um, and even in the, the Arab world, um, you know, it's something that when you grow up in a certain culture, you're going to think a certain way because that is what your environment is. And it's not that it's good or bad or one way or the other, it just is. So. Um, you know, part of this dismantling of what femininity is, is just part of the maturing process as far as, as I know. Yeah, that's a beautiful perspective and a really good yeah, way to look that. at it. All right, where should we branch? <laughs> where should we branch, ladies? Well, um, let's talk about how belly dancing does connect you with um, what feminine divinity is, which yeah. um, I started thinking about how it happened for me in my journey because I was very much a tomboy growing up. Um, I was not your stereotypical girly girl. I went out and played rugby with the boys and I was good at machines and technology and things like that. Um, so when I started belly dancing, it wasn't necessarily to be more feminine. I just thought it was fun. And I really love other cultures and history and things. I was an art major. so. I kind of accidentally stumbled onto this feminine idea. And I would almost get confused when people would be like, oh, it, it's so goddessy, like it's so feminine. And I'd be like, I guess, because that wasn't what it was for me, sure. like, a, like consciously. 
Um, but I have found in the years that I've been performing it, in the years that I've been teaching it, that there is a reason why it is seen as such a um, feminine oriented and it connects to that type of energy. Um, and namely, it's that the primary purpose of Middle Eastern dance, Rakshorki, is to illustrate the music that you are using. So it is to become one with the rhythms, the instrumentation, the lyrics, the singer, all of those things. You are um, embodying and projecting physically the music that is being used in the environment. So you are automatically connecting to something else that is an already an abstract idea, which is sound, and you are becoming more intuitive with that. Mm -hmm. It's anticipating the next rhythm, anticipating the next sound with that. Is that kind of making sense? It's ever yeah. Your hips are the percussion, your upper body is the higher notes. Um, your hands have meanings. These come from ancient Persia. So you are becoming sound. And in that process, you start to become more intuitive and you start to anticipate different cycles in the sound. And all of that right there is just divine feminine energy. It's yes. from being in touch with another sense. It's sensuality in the purest sense of the word is that you are in touch with your senses. Oh my gosh. And that's why it's so incredibly beautiful to watch. And it is so incredibly divine, feminine, and sensual and gorgeous. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so, this is so like cool. the perfect time to be doing this episode, frankly, which happens to us every time. Every single time. Yeah. But it is so, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for coming on, Oriana, yeah, because this is like, it always, it never ceases to blow my mind how, like, how the conversation takes itself and really goes exactly where it needs to go. And I had no clue, like, at its core that that's really what it was, is taking that music and embodying in it yeah. like in, in ways that... Mm -hmm. I guess represent certain things with like like you said like the symbols but also taking it and blending it with your own unique tastes at the same yeah. time it's something that I like to describe as happening from the inside out and then from mm -hmm. the outside in because um, if you imagine like the infinity symbol you have the music that's being played that goes to the dancer and the dancer interprets the music that's being played. So there's this constant exchange here, um, physically, mentally, emotionally, between the sound and the body. Mm. So a really skilled belly dancer, you will be able, um, there, there's actually whole challenges on it, right, on YouTube, yeah. where you film a dancer dancing with no music, you mute the sound, and you can still see dum, dum, drag, da, 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 and you can see it physically in her body. Oh, you wow. can see what song it is. Yeah. Shaharazad in Cairo actually did that where she did classic songs, muted her video and said, guess which song it is. And people were able to tell. Damn. Wow. Omri. This is Afrela Walela. Yeah. Because it's it that's how it's supposed to go. In America, I would say, especially when you first start or when you see just a restaurant dancer or something like that, they it's tends to be taken as like, oh, it's so exotic looking, or it's based on the beauty of the woman dancing. And there's that disconnect. Yeah, it lacks yeah. the conversation. Yes, a lot of musicians in Egypt, that will be their first comment about American dancers, which I don't agree with, because that's one way that they're like, 
sectioning us off. Um, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but they will say over and over again, you're not hearing the music. You're not hearing it. There's a disconnect there. It's interesting that we're talking about this because so many people right now are learning how to connect with their intuition. And it totally is a conversation. Yes. It's like learning how to connect the mental with your heart and how those two intertwine and then like deciphering how to move from there. Yes. Um, which just once again goes back to how like in line this is mm -hmm. with the current times. But I love that you can see in so many different ways of art form because that's what the divine feminine is, is art, you know, expressive art. Yes. Um, and it is so beautiful that you can see it in so many things, this element of the conversation, right? And the element yeah. of the give and the take and, you know, the, the shadow and the light and this like continuing conversation of like there needing to be something for us to work with and from, and it's like the breath you know, and it's life and it just all connects. And I know this sounds like so cheesy and over the top, <laughs> but it totally is. I mean, it just is like, holy shit. Um, you know? It sounds cheesy until you experience it. And then yes. there's a moment where you're like, oh, yes. okay. Yes. Um, in fact, there's actually a name for it in the Arabic. It's tarab, mm -hmm. which means ecstasy or a state of ecstasy. And it's when the music overtakes you so much as a dancer that you don't know what you're doing with your body anymore. It just matches. So it, it is a kind of state of meditation where you have that brainwave change and everything. But that is like the ultimate goal is to try to get to tahrab. Mm. It's like channeling, like active channeling with your body. Very much, very much. Oh, cool. Wow. This yeah, is this is incredible. So, I love yeah, so badass. Like I love it. This, these conversations are so cool for Hannah and I because we get to learn so much while talking to like the coolest individuals. And yeah. Oriana, like you've been with us for a while now. We love having you on. Thank you so much for spending this time with us today. Of course, I always any chance I get to share the knowledge, I think is is awesome and amazing because I feel like um, you don't know these things as an American dancer until okay. somebody tells you <laughs> like you don't know to look for it yeah so um, it is much more enriching than just just doing a dance you can certainly do that just for fun but if you are working on these themes or you are a spiritual person you can absolutely incorporate this and get a deeper meaning out of it even if it's you know just dancing in your living room kind of thing <laughs> yes love that and you help people do this. And so let's actually use this as a pivot point for you to tell our audience how they can get more of you in their life. So <laughs> you can go to orianabellydancer.com and that will link you to all of my social media. I do teach online dance classes. Um, since the pandemic hit, I've uh, co-owned and opened a online studio called Deluxe Dance Online oh, cool. that I, I co-run with my burlesque dancer friends. So we come at it from all angles. Um, I teach beginner and advanced belly dance. Um, you can book me for private lessons, workshops, all of that. And I also do write, you can see my published works. 
yeah. <laughs> on Amazon, Kindle, and you can buy it through my website too. Um, this is actually a self-help guide. A little bit of glare there. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Called Rest to Riches. And this is the first self-help guide for students wishing to be more professional in their dance or going into the professional realm and all of the entrapments and uh, thought processes that need to occur in order to really be a, a full-on belly dancer. Super cool. Love it. And we'll make sure that all of those links are supplied. Can we see the puppy? <laughs> before you <drop> <laughs> like, but just one second though but can um, we see the puppy <laughs> I, I was like oh my gosh i want to see it and i want to see it yeah just, somebody will be disappointed and be like you guys forgot about the freaking dog okay we did not forget about the dog <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. oh i see you're a star baby oh Look the at cutie what's her name this is macy Macy, oh, she's so cute. She's like freaking gorgeous. She really is. By the way, she's so confused. Like, where's the sound coming from? Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Look at her. Oh my god, I love her so much. Oh. What happens when you howl in the background? Yeah. <laughs> you get all the attention, all the loves. So well thank you so much for sharing with me yeah. i hope she's like okay divas i'm out <laughs> I this is that. weird i'm going yeah <laughs> too many noises yeah. oh boy <laughs> well ladies i believe that concludes us on the day thank you so much for having me again i always enjoy these talks yeah me too all right, everybody, we are headed out. We will make sure that all of the links are below for you to be able to get in touch with Oriana. She is amazing and has so much beautiful like wisdom and knowledge to share. So definitely be sure to check her out. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Into the Rabbit Burrow podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. We truly appreciate your support. And if you're looking to connect with Hannah and Elizabeth, head on over to www.dearenlightenedone.com. Thanks again for journeying into the rabbit burrow with us. And until next time.